Welcome to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Hi, I'm Hillary Bennett, former corporate stooge turned motivated mompreneur. After becoming a mom, I realized the two options offered to moms did not work for me. I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom, but I didn't want to work a normal 9-to-5 job either. I wanted to live into my professional calling and be a present, joyful mom. So I left my 9-to-5 and started coaching motivated mompreneurs just like you to build and grow successful, sustainable, heart-centered businesses without sacrificing their family. Join me each week as we dive into business strategy, mindset and productivity tips, inspiration, and a lot of laughs. Let's get to it. This episode is brought to you by the Lead Magnet Kickstarter. Are you ready to start growing your list so you can grow your business? The Lead Magnet Kickstarter will help you get your first or next 250 email subscribers in just three steps. Most people that use this guide don't even have to create anything new. To try the Lead Magnet Kickstarter for free today, go to www.hillarybennett.com forward slash Lead Magnet Kickstarter or check out today's show notes. Hey mamas, welcome to another episode of the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. I am Hillary Bennett, your mompreneur business growth coach and email marketing expert. And today I am talking with Tanya Ellis, best-selling author of the Sophie Washington series. Tanya is also mom to three remarkable kids and loves to share information on how to write and publish books. Tanya, welcome to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Hillary. I'm excited to be here. Oh my gosh, the feeling is mutual. And I have to say, I am included when I say this. I know that lots of mompreneurs have the desire on their heart to write a book. So I am just thrilled that you are here today to share about your story and some of the tips and tricks you have picked up when it comes to writing and publishing books. But before we die, dive into all of that juicy goodness, I would love for you to share with our audience a little bit about yourself and your family. Well, as you said, I'm a mom of three. I live in the Houston area and my three kids are a little bit older than those of some of your listeners. I believe there I've got two who I just dropped off to college and one who is a high school junior. But to me, they're still babies. Oh, my gosh. Always. Yeah. And things were really busy when they were growing up because there's a four year age difference between my oldest daughter and my youngest son. And then my daughter and the middle son are 16 months apart. So it was really busy and the time just flew by as they were growing up. Oh my gosh. Yes. So busy. And congratulations on launching two of your kids. That's incredible. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's kind of sad, but I'm, I'm happy for them because they're doing very well already. They're excited to be out. And my daughter had been, she's a junior, so she had to be home for the pandemic. So I'm happy she's able to keep continuing on with her life and being with her friends. So that's wonderful. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, I love it when we're able to have moms that have older kids on the show, because, you know, it's so important that we learn from people who have gone before us and also then mentor those who are coming up behind us. Um, and so I just love being able to create that kind of community where we have moms that have kids of all ages. We've had guests that are not only moms, but grandmamas too. And I just love being able to bring all kinds of moms from all walks of life together, because that's when we can truly, you know, become that community that learns from one another. Yes, Hillary. And reflecting as I've dropped my children off, I said a couple of weeks ago, motherhood really never ends. It's just a continuous journey because there's different aspects as they grow, but you never lose that 
mother connection to that child. And you're always thinking about them. Cause I was telling my own mom, does this ever end? Can I get a break? Because you still have the concerns and worries for them. So it's interesting to me as I've gotten older and as the kids have gotten older, that this journey just kind of continues through your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was chuckling with one of my dear friends and she is a grandma and, you know, I'm talking about the struggles that I'm facing with my six-year-old and four-year-old. And I say, please tell me that there's light at the end of the tunnel. And she looked at me square in the eyes and said, Hillary, bigger kids, bigger problems, girlfriend. And I thought, no, but she's absolutely right. And I think that you're spot on too. It's this consistent journey and things change, but we love our kids so much. There's, you know, of course we're not going to find a time where we're like, whew, done with that. Right, <laughs> we're never right. done with our kids. Right. It's a continuous journey and it's a continuous blessing, wow. but I'll say that with motherhood, you know, when we talk about books, that was something I had to learn um, midway through my time as a mother when they were in their tween years, because I put some of my dreams on hold. I had the dream of writing my books and I kind of said, well, I've got to, I also did some other work in real estate, which brought in a lot of you know, money. So I was like, I've got to continue with this. I've got to work with the children. I don't have time for these dreams, but um I took that time and I'm so happy that I did. And that's something that I encourage any mother who has a dream of writing a book to start, you know, whenever in those pockets of time and really get started on it because I just feel blessed that I'm living in my purpose. My business has grown and it's just been wonderful. And I'm happy that I started while I was in that, in the throes of motherhood. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I started out before I had my children, I worked as a journalist for, so I was in journalism. And then um, when I had my kids, I stopped working for three or four years being home with them, but I still wanted to do something. And I noticed an advertisement in a local family magazine in my area for freelance writers. So I sent in some of my clippings and I was able to they hired me and I was able to write while I was home with my children and get paid from that. So I did that for years. And then I decided when they were in the tween, my oldest was about 10 years old. I wanted to write my own book. And I noticed a lack of diversity in the characters in the books that I would read to them. diverse. There's children from all backgrounds. I said, that'll be really cool. And I'm originally from Kentucky. I'm not from Houston. So things here really were um, very interesting to me. For example, we have wild boar that I've seen running in my neighborhood. I've seen eight foot alligators in my neighborhood and waterways. So I said, this will really be interesting and exciting to kids from all over. And so that was the um, inspiration for my children's series, which has 12 books now. But um, so I just started writing these books, kind of like a bedtime story for my kids. I would write chapters when they were at activities, when I was sitting, waiting for them. I just started writing and I'd read the chapters to them and get their input. And they really liked the stories. So I just continued and finished the first book and I shared it with a librarian at my daughter's school. And she said, this really is, you've really got something here. She really encouraged me. And I had a close relationship with her because I've always loved books and reading. And I volunteered at the library. So she was a really close friend of mine. And she hosted my first author visit 
and you know the kids enjoyed the book. I had um, some other, and then later I started doing community activities, and that's when my book really took took off. I started participating in festivals and book fairs and things, and getting um, the book out in the community. I started meeting teachers and librarians, and it just kind of grew from there. I love that you know, it happened seemingly so organically. You had this dream that you sort of put on hold, but it sounds like you were still looking for ways to pursue a passion of writing, um, even in the nooks and crannies of early motherhood. And when that time came where you're like, okay, I'm really feeling called. I see a lack of diversity. I have this story that's kind of on my heart that I could share. And you incorporated it into bedtime and you talked with the, you know, local library, all things that we're already sort of doing as a part of motherhood. And and you found a way to really weave that into your dream. And I think that that's so inspirational because I often fall into this trap. And I know that some of my listeners do too, of feeling like it's either following your dream and building your business or being a mom. Um, And at least for me, that mentality comes from a long career in corporate America feeling like, you know, when I was at work, I was at work. And when I was at home, I was a mom. And there was a very stark distinction between those two realities. Um, And so I just find your story really inspirational. Right. And that is exactly how I felt, Hillary, when I came home with my kids. I'm like, I've got to do this with excellence. This is my job. And I need to pour everything into my babies and do this. But I learned it's not mutually exclusive because I wasn't feeling fulfilled. You know, I was pouring everything into the family and I was happy, but I was still, something was missing. And I found that I had so much joy in writing the stories. And then they have pride in me for what I'm doing, following my dreams. And along my journey, I've met other authors who are moms who, one in an Instagram group I'm in, she calls herself the activity author, and she always does crafts and activities. And then she wrote a book and she incorporates these activities into the book. She's got her kids involved in the activities and they're part of the process of what she's doing. And that's kind of what happened with me too, with my books. When I do events, I would take my kids with me. They'd help me. So they're learning about entrepreneurship. They're helping out we're still spending time together as a family. So I found it was, it just was organic and that it became a part of our family life, you know, my business and what we were doing. That's so cool. That is so cool. So if we've got some mamas and I know that we do that are listening and have a desire to write their own book, where should they start? Right now, I of course had a writing background, but there are so many ways to start. You could journal or blog, start a blog. What you need to do is is get into that habit of writing and also get into the habit of having people see your writing and, and offering feedback. And a great place to start if you're interested in children's books, and I'm sure there are similar communities for um, other genres, is joining a group called the Society of Children's Books Writers and Illustrators. It's called SCBWI, and they have chapters all over the United States. And by joining those groups, you can get into writing critique groups where people can help critique your writing. They have workshops. And during the pandemic, they had monthly workshops from um, best-selling authors, you know, teaching you how to write, things to do. 
And it's the place to get a community of other people trying to do what you're trying to do, giving you that encouragement and support. So that's that would be a great place to start. And in my area, I was part of, before the pandemic, a group of um, writers and artists. One lady in my community found me on Facebook. She's another writer. And we would meet once a week at a Starbucks and have write-ins and we would all write together and just be together. So that helped. Some of people were um, established authors, some were beginning in their career. So getting together with some like-minded friends is a good idea. But also reading a lot is, is very important. If you want to be a writer, you need to be a reader. And I've been a lifelong lover of books. So I encourage anyone interested in writing to read the type books you want to write so that you get a feel for what the reader expectations are. Mm, gotcha. So you said, you know, one of the first things that you need to do if you want to write a book is to get in the habit of writing. Yes. So if you, if we've got a busy mom, I say that almost facetiously because all moms are busy. <laughs> we have a busy mom listening and she's like, okay, where am I going to fit that in? How do I start cultivating that habit? Talk to us a little bit about how, when your kids were, you know, 10 and younger and you were cultivating that habit of writing, um, for not for your job at that time, what right. were some of the ways that you were able to find to fit that in? I got up earlier in the morning. Of course, I don't want moms with young babies being even more sleep deprived, but, but I actually got up earlier, like 530 in the morning. So I had at least that hour every day to write. And I also, I would be writing during their, that my daughter played softball. I'd be writing during practices, or I was always in the car waiting for them for something, for different appointments and things. So I would snatch those little half an hour bits of time to write. Even if you can get like a half an hour a day or just getting yourself in some kind of routine. If you had a young child, maybe during nap time, grab that half an hour of your, you know, make that your own time mm -hmm. to get, and then you get in that routine and then it's like strengthening a mu muscle through exercise or anything else. You'll feel more strong in that and feel more comfortable. And there are also books on writing craft that you can read. I used to Google a lot of articles online. There's one author named Joanna Penn who has um, books to help beginning writers, showing you how to write a book and how to market your books. So there's a lot of information available online as far as uh, learning more about writing craft. But to get the time, I really got up earlier every morning. I said, I want to do this. And that was the only time I had that was uninterrupted before everybody was up and, you know, asking for this and that. And I had other responsibilities. So I just made sure whenever I'm writing books, I usually just, and I'm a morning person. So of course, depends if you're better in the evening. That's my sharpest time. So I just, if I'm writing a book, I get up earlier so that I can get those words in before anyone's up and asking things from me. Yeah. And I think you really touched on something important, which is, you know, even if you can just find 30 minutes and when I have helped clients in the past start to cultivate new habits that would help them be more productive and really take important steps towards achieving a dream, you know, like this, it's not about going from zero time writing a day to going to two hours writing a day. It's about going from 
zero writing to maybe just five minutes, like you were saying of journaling that Mm -hmm. maybe then after you've kind of got that down and you're loving, it grows into a half an hour to write a blog post. And like you said, it's like exercise. We think so clearly and we understand so well that you don't go to the gym once you know, do a few bicep curls and you have Michelle Obama arms. You have to go (laughs) to him every day consistently forever and ever the end. Um, and I think the same way is cultivating those habits that allow us to achieve our dreams. And so taking it small steps at a time to start to build that muscle. You don't go in and you start pumping like 50 pound dumbbells. You just don't do that. You start with the fives. (laughs) So I love that analogy that you used. It's like building a muscle because we all understand that we don't question that you wouldn't go to the gym and be like, okay, give me the fifties. No, you'd be like, (laughs) Nope, I got to start small. So yeah, starting small, finding those nooks and crannies, um, starting small with a, with just journaling. I love that recommendation. And my hope would be And of course, this is probably simplifying the process, but that if you have that desire on your heart to be a writer, giving yourself five minutes to journal would be so fulfilling that it would encourage you then to want to do more. And that is the beauty of what I've experienced from following my dreams is it doesn't become a chore. There are days when anything can feel like a chore, like let's be real, but you want to do more and more of it because you're loving it. And then that five minutes can easily spread into the time that it would take to write a book. So thank you so much for sharing that wisdom. Yeah, that's true. That's what I found. And with any business, any entrepreneurial enterprise, there's going to be those ups and downs. So you just taking these small, consistent steps, you're going to see some progress, which hopefully will encourage you to keep along that path. Yeah. So I feel like there's really two spots where people struggle when they envision about writing and getting a book published. And one is the actual getting started, which we've sort of touched on. I think the second piece that really can uh, overwhelm or intimidate people is getting it published. So can you share with us a little bit about how you might encourage a friend of yours to get a book published? Well, there's two paths to publication. There's self-publishing and then there's traditional publishing. So first you would um, determine which path you wanted to go on. And the traditional publishing route is a lot longer than, and it's not, it's very difficult to um, have your book selected because first you need to get an agent, a literary agent, which can take years. And then that literary agent will sell your book to the publishing company. So nowadays, many people are going the self-publishing route where you can upload your own book to Amazon or um, there's another group called Ingram Spark that gets your books distributed online to um, retailers like Barnes and Noble and others. So, and that's pretty simple. You just go on and upload your book and cover and they provide instructions and they also have customer support that you can call to answer any questions you may have. And um, you have to get, so there are steps you need to take and there's information online that can provide all that, you know, details step-by-step what to do. Mm -hmm. You could also go to what's called a hybrid publisher where you would pay them to do the steps for you, but they charge quite a bit. And then a lot of those may not be reputable, So you'd have to um, investigate. There are groups called Writers Beware, 
and a group called the Alliance for Independent Authors that actually vets different services. So those are places to look when you're looking, should I invest money in this company or that? They kind of, they give a checklist and warning marks by different ones that might be shady or something. Oh, so that's great, great information, those resources to kind of check and see what, you know, organizations might not be on the up and up. Right. So it's a process. Now, I um, I independently published my books. I self-published them. But one of my books this year was purchased, the rights to the books were purchased by Scholastic. So they reached out to me and they bought the rights to one of my books, which is very rare. So I was really over the moon excited. And now I'm actually, um, I am getting ready to sign with a, an agent, a literary agent. So I found a literary agent for a new manuscript that I completed. And so now I'm going through the process. I'll be submitting it to bigger publishing companies. Wow. So I'm so excited. This just happened. And I actually have the contract to sign today. Oh, so my I'm goodness. Over the moon, excited about this. Oh, that is amazing. Congratulations, Tanya. How exciting first to have Scholastic purchase the rights to one of your books and then to be able to publish from the other side of things, you know, with the literary agent. Um, you know, when I think about writing a book, I definitely assume that I would go the self-publishing route just because like you're saying, you know, the upfront time that it would take, but what a dream to then be able to have that work recognized so amazingly, not only by selling over 50,000 books, um, but by having people in the literary profession really acknowledge your work and say, yes, we, we want to put our name behind this. Um, So that's great. And I really do appreciate the resources that you're sharing in terms of the networking and community building opportunities to get support, some of the ways to publish, and then also these organizations that help you kind of vet some of the people that you might partner with in that self-publishing process. Because one of the reasons why I love coming together with other mompreneurs in in this community, um, we cannot actually be Janes of all trade if we want to achieve excellence in what our zone of genius is, because we're, we're juggling so many things, right? To be able to do something well enough over and over and over again across many different areas of life can be really, really difficult. And so just thinking, you know, there are amazing people out there that can help you design your cover page or take the pictures or illustrators you might be able to partner with, um, people who can edit your book, things like that. And so I imagine that these communities are fabulous ways to get connected with other people that you can then collaborate with instead of maybe feeling a little bit overwhelmed of doing every single bit and piece yourself if you have to go down that self-publishing route. Yes, and there's a website called Readsy, and it's spelled R-E-E-D-S-Y. And they, on that site, they have, they collect all these editors, writers, cover designers, anything you would need in the self-publishing, they have it there, you know, so they they vet them. So you could go through there and find ones you might want to hire to do the things for you. Because it is a lot to learn. I used to obsessively when I was driving my kids or picking them up, I had podcasts on all the time, learning about different things and audiobooks teaching you about book marketing. And, but it takes a lot of time to learn. 
if yeah. you're doing this all yourself, if you want to do it well. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Tanya, I cannot thank you enough for joining us on the show today, sharing your story. That is such an inspiration and giving us this encouragement to find a little bit of time during every day to create that habit of writing, start strengthening that muscle. And then all of the incredible resources that you've provided in terms of how to now take that and create a book out of it. I also just want to thank you for sharing your genius with the world, providing books that offer more diversity um, so that we can just have that more holistic and community feel in books as we teach our children what it means to be a good human on this planet. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. And it's hard to do that when we lack diversity in books. And so I also just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for giving us moms that kind of an amazing tool. Well, thank you. I want to thank you for having me and thank you for having the show as a platform for moms to showcase their businesses and a place for us to learn about different businesses and opportunities and how we can be better moms and better business people. Oh, well, you are so welcome. It is absolutely my pleasure. Now, if we have anyone listening that's like, I want to talk with Tanya more or learn from her more, where can people find and hang out with you? They can find me on social media, on Instagram and Facebook at Tanya Ellis Books. And I'm on Twitter at Tanya D. Ellis. And on my website, I sell books from there at, and it's at, um, tanyaduncanellis.com. And my books are also sold on all online retailers. Awesome. Well, I will make sure to include all of those links in the show notes. Tanya, thank you so much for joining us here at The Motivated Mompreneur. And moms, thank you for listening to this episode. And I hope that you come back next week for another dose of inspiration and information to build the business of your dreams without sacrificing your family or your sanity. As a mom, I know that your most valuable resource is your time, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. If you like what you hear and want to connect more, head over to my website at hillarybennett.com or find me on Instagram at The Motivated Mompreneur, and let's get to know each other better. Also, if you could take a couple of minutes to leave me a rating and review, that will help me reach other amazing mompreneurs share their gifts with the world. Thanks for listening to my mommy's podcast. Mm -hmm.